Hello and welcome to the Two Blokes Talking Podcast. Uh, this is episode three. Here with your host, Anthony Thewlis. And Dwayne Strafford. Um, this is a bit of a... It's not going to be a long episode, I don't think, this one, because we're short on time, you know, because Dwayne's a big arrival this week. Uh, so it's not going to be a scripted one. We're not going to talk about uh, a load of topics or news stories. So it's a bit unscripted. To be fair, we've stolen half an hour in Dwayne's. Dwayne's car here. Busy, busy schedule. <laughs> so we might get some steamy windows and some funny looks off people uh, walking by. Um, but yeah, how's your, how's your weekend been, Dwayne? It's been good. My weekend has been it's been great, actually. Um, Saturday, nice and nice and chill. It's my, obviously, as you've already pointed out, it's my kind of final weekend as, um, as a family of five, as I'd say. Um, it's soon going to be family of six, so we kind of took the opportunity to spend a bit of time uh, with the three girls and, and do a few nice things with them. We, we took them to do a bit of crazy golf, um, went out for something to eat, uh, just all around kind of have a bit of time as, as a family really, uh, before obviously the attention turns to, to a new arrival and, and um, all the, kids are, yeah, the kids are on the back burner for a little bit. Um, then Sunday, um, Sunday, well, Sunday, what can you say about Sunday? Storm... Kara, is it? Kira, yeah, whatever you want to call yeah. her. Wow. She she uh, made an appearance and absolutely hammered the whole of well maybe the UK but definitely the whole of Yorkshire. Um, yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll touch on the the storm. Um, we'll we'll get back to it. Um, yeah. But um, but the, I went out and played rugby and it is all I'm going to say. <laughs> so uh, that was eventful, as you can imagine. Was that the uh, Challenge Cup third round? Third round Challenge Cup. Yeah, we uh, faced Coventry. Um, a team in our league and uh, quite a uh, comfortable win in the end, um, despite the conditions, uh, which is good. So we're looking forward to being in the draw. Which I believe uh, is tonight. Yes. Is this where the big teams enter now? As we are talking uh, on a Monday, yeah, it's tonight where the championship teams come in. Uh, we'll see what happens. There's still potential to draw an average team in there or even somebody same league. Get through that, you've got potential to join a Super League, which is obviously the dream. So the Super League come into round five then? I think they come in the round after, yeah. I think it's Championship uh, this round, then right. it's the Super League teams. So you've only got to get through one more round and you've got a chance of playing, the, you know, drawing a big fish. Yeah, that would that, be a decent one. Um, yeah, so my weekend, uh, Saturday, um, went to Bridlington. Um like, so strange. Uh, got so many childhood memories uh, of Bridlington uh, that were my holidays predominantly while growing up until we went abroad. But on the day itself, when, when I took a picture of it, it were bright, sunny. Um, couldn't really... It looked like a really nice day, which it was. Um, and then... Sunday, if I was to take, if I were to stand in the same location and take the same picture, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe there were only twenty four hours notice. Um, so yeah, let's let's get into actually the storm, storm Cara, is it? Yeah, like, for me, like watching it outside the window, we were like umming and ahhing. We had some plans on Sunday whether to go or not. We ended up going. Um, we braved the weather, and around three o'clock, it looked all right. I've never known so many sort of like football premiership fixtures be- get cancelled because of the weather, which was a strange one. Yeah, normally um, the, the bigger games, obviously because of the crowds and, and things like that, they do the best to keep them on. And obviously the facilities that 
someone, for example, we use Man City, the facilities that they've got, the drainage and stuff, you'd imagine that they have on their stadium. You'd imagine them to get the game on. Um, and obviously they didn't, and I guess that would be cost due to travel. But then having said that, it's quite funny that a league one rugby league side with uh, only one stand, nothing else around it, yeah. manages to kind of get a game on and, and it kind of not only just get a game on, but it, it, the pitch were in great condition. Um, they're, they're kind of... Yeah, it was it's so strange. I've never known so many like sporting fixtures get, get called off, um, especially like premiership ones because they hate calling games off with the backlog and things like that. And then what what I found actually is quite amusing before we really get into the crux of the sort of like destruction and how we're not set up for it in this country, we're not set up for any weather. Um, there was all these travel warnings yesterday, do not travel unless it's necessary. And then uh, I looked for the same warnings today, to see if, uh, which is a Monday, to see if they were advising us not to go to work. Funnily <laughs> enough, didn't see any travel warnings about not going to work on today. A Monday, yeah. On a Monday, which uh, quite amusing really, but it just goes to show it. But uh, as I mentioned just then, why as a country are we not set up for any weather? Like, we knew this storm were coming. We know we are susceptible to storms. We are an island surrounded by sea. But yet, for some reason, flooding still occurs on the motorway. Yeah, we're just not prepared. We're not prepared. Like you said, they adapt. They adapt all the time. So, they, you know, we've had a motorway with three lanes in. Do you know what? Let's build one with four lanes, which is what we do. The smart motorway. Yeah, and all this. But then they don't think about the drainage. So I, I were on the M62 yesterday at around about 11 a.m. Um, in the morning. I'd been to drop uh, one of my children off. And as I came back, two of the lanes of the M62 were closed uh, by the police due to um, what, what all I can describe is water flowing down the kind of the, the stairs. Uh, at the side of the motorway and onto and onto the the first two lanes, um, which were absolutely crazy to see. It was something like something out of a movie. Um, water absolutely just flo flowing down these stairs and on. And I'm thinking, I'm gonna admit, when they build these motorways, they don't think what happens if we have a flood. You know what happens if this? Why are we not investing money into preempting? We're always kind of reactive, not proactive with stuff like this. It's yeah, crazy. It's, it's bonkers, isn't it? Like when I looked at it today, I just just had a look. Before we started talking about this, we spent £4.2 billion, I believe it is, on the HS2 project. That's without anything getting built. Yet, so they spent £4.2 billion on a, a proposed train line between Leeds and London and Manchester and London, and they've built nothing. Yet, when there's a bit of, I understand it, with extreme wind and rain and everything else, and it caused flooding. But with where's why have we not then spent that resource into this? It's not the first time it's happened flooded. It, it, not, it's not the first time flooding's happened. Yet flood defences haven't been completed and people have, again, lost their livelihoods, lost their yeah. households to flooding. Lost their lives. And lost their <laughs> lives, yeah. But yet they spent £4.2 billion on a proposed train link to London like... How can they can spend justify spending that money without them pre preparing for a storm yeah. with high winds and stuff like that? I just find it bonkers. I just find it bonkers as a country. We're not set up for any weather. When I remember a couple of years back, it snowed and a load of trains got cancelled because the trains couldn't run because it was the wrong type of snow. I mean, what? The wrong type of snow? 
it's the panic. I think it's the panic that we create as well. I mean, since this storm or this so-called storm that's happening, it's it's the kind of panic that's caused by the the media and, and by the things by news. Everything that's on the news is this warning, this this warning, that. Like I said, I went out yesterday and my missus broke down crying before I left the house because she said, "Just please be careful. Ring me when you're on way. Ring me when you're on back through car." Because she'd seen the the news and it's saying, yeah. "Don't go out in it. Don't go out because this is going to happen. This is going to happen." And she was scared to death. And it, that's not the case, really. You know, when I were out there, yeah, the weather conditions were, were awful, but. I'm still going to drive how I drive sensibly and stuff. It, but you, you, sometimes you're thinking too much about it and it can yeah. cause more trouble. Than and it causes well. panic, doesn't it? And it cause, everything's sensationalised. Like this storm of 80, 80 mile an hour winds, 90 mile an hour winds. And I'm not downplaying the storm, but there always has been storms. But for some reason, the media like to create this hysteria. Yeah. It's like when it's red hot and it's boiling and we don't get much warm weather in this country but when we get a week or a two weeks or a long spell there's a nose pipe ban there's this there's that and stay indoors stay indoors stay indoors you'll melt well no i want i want to enjoy this weather but we just create this mass panic and then when you go to the shop to buy anything like some sun cream or whatever they've all sold out and everybody's bought loads of it because this panic's being created you want to go for a loaf of bread like yesterday there's nothing left at shops because we think we're going to be there's no bolt, bread bolt there's no the milk, there's no yorkshire tea <laughs> there's, there's nothing <laughs> like the, the media creates this mass panic which then frightens everybody into this crazy hysteria state i was saying yesterday i was like oh we've got the, we've got somewhere to go yesterday oh, i don't know if we should go out in this why not? Like, you know, things should be cancelled. Well, no, like, let's just, you know, yeah. get, get on with it a little get, bit. Yeah, like they do in other countries, you know, yeah. Canada's snow how much a year. Yeah, and yeah. embrace it, like, but plan for it. Like, motorways should not be flooded. The brand new motorways should not be flooded. Um, yeah, you can't help power lines and stuff when trees fall on them, and I get that. Um, but all this new infrastructure that's being put in place should be put in place with plans around... What happens if this happens? What happens if that happens? Next, it'll be too warm and roads will be melting so you won't be allowed to go on them because they're not planned for that. And it's just, just everything's, I believe now, yeah. done on the cheap. <laughs> like, we don't... Well, they're cost-effective and, they're, like I said, they're, they're very reactive rather than proactive. proactive. Yeah, like... I, I once got told, and this is obviously not on the... It's, it's on the... Um, topic of kind of road and i think this might have been when i were doing a uh, driver's awareness course many many years ago uh, and it's something that stuck with me um driver's awareness this, is that what you must have got done to do a driver's some, awareness yeah something <laughs> oh. i think i'm doing 51 and a 50 right? <laughs> um, but i remember somebody once saying to me um it was either that or when i was doing my d1 license or something but somebody once said to me about road signs have you ever noticed with road signs um, they won't put a road sign up about slow down or something unless there's been an accident. So yeah. there'll be an accident, then they'll put a slow down sign yeah. near it. Then um, the, 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 the sign will be there, but there'll be something missing and something will happen, an accident will happen at night. They'll then put a light on it. So it's a slow down with a light on it. And it, they'll only do it after it's happened. Yeah, and it's yeah. crazy. I think, um, I think I... I think I got told about something something similar. I think there's to be three deaths on a road before they will put speed bumps or they'll put sleeping policemen on that road. 
three. Like how? Yeah, it's mad. Like, not that's again a reactive thing, isn't it? But it takes three people to lose a lot. I don't know how true that is. I remember something getting on it, and don't quote the facts, but it was something along those lines. Something is, there's got to be a major incident on a road for then action to be taken on place yeah. on that road. Yeah. Now, what kind of that's so reactive? Let's plan. This is a hot spot. Like you can tell, it's a hot spot, or where people are driving. Yeah. Um, and all it does is take some simple observation, doesn't it, of peak times in the day, safer roads, for instance, peak times. How are people driving? What are their habits on there? And then put a plan in place on that. Don't wait for someone to be seriously injured or lose a life. Let's be reactive. But oh no, we don't want to spend that money there until we have to spend that money yeah. there. Well, that's not right. We shouldn't, shouldn't work like that. But anyway, that is Storm Kara. Kara, Kira, whatever she's called. She's here. She wreaks havoc for a day. Um, just my final comment on this. Just, uh, and I, <laughs> I'll probably regret saying this. But it's a question. This is a question. And if anyone can give me the answer to this, um, please do. Uh, because this isn't me. Obviously, this is just a fact. It is you. No, is it me? It's a fact, this. Why are all these storms, these kind of adverse weather conditions, these these things like that, named after females? Why Why is that? Is that everyone? Well, I've never heard of a Storm Bernard <laughs> or <laughs> Hurricane Doug. <laughs> Hurricane Doug. <laughs> you know, like, why is it always um, female names? Well, genuine, why is that? Tornado Tom. <laughs> That's just a genuine question. Are they all females? I've never heard of a ma- one male. No, no. If you have, please, you know, get in touch, get in touch on Twitter. Didn't Storm Brian at the Bahamas? Or? I don't know. Uh, just, right. I'm just, that's just my question. Right, good question. If you know the answer, please get in touch. Um, there you go, females. Instagram, Twitter, email, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, we'll give them out at the end if I remember them. Um, going on to our second topic, this is a bit of a bugbear of mine because I. Um, I get I get both sides, but I'm gonna go with the the sportsman side here. Um, Ellis Geng, what's his Ellis? What's his name? Genge. Genge. Yeah. So he did an interview after England beat Scotland at the weekend in horrendous conditions, and if you've seen the interview, he's being absolutely torn to shreds on social media for this interview um, because he wasn't articulate. He had a drink of beer. He wasn't. Basically, didn't give the all-round polished interview that everybody wanted. Now, if you want access to players or stars or famous, so-called perceived famous people, then sometimes you are going to hear interviews that you're not always going to like. And that is just the crux of it. That is the access that you want, right? He finished the game and then he did an interview about 20 minutes after. And I think the reporter asked him about his try and he said, oh, I couldn't remember it um, because it was just all a blur to him with the match. And then they asked him what the atmosphere were like in the dressing room and he says, oh, it's a good atmosphere, you know, it's good to get the win, but the buzz has been taken off it with the drugs testers turning up, so all the boys can't celebrate together. Again, it's a fair enough answer and it's fair enough and he's only given an honest opinion of himself. Now, I would prefer an interview like that than some media-trained, polished interview yeah. just giving answers what is expected to give him answers. Now, un- un- like, 
on the rare occasion you are going to get an interview that it might upset you but that is part of the access that you want to players that you want to famous people it's not always going to please you you're not always going to get what you want but it just it just I don't know it's sort of like annoyed me a little bit I mean I seen on, on Twitter one guy saying oh why did he have to have a, a swig of his beer while they were doing his interview? My children are mortified that he's had a, that rugby players drink beer. Now, for me, the education around drinking comes from the parent. Yeah. He's had a, he's had a, a little drink of beer. Um, it's not caused anybody any harm. It's not doing anything. The education needs to be with that father that's complained about him, about the... People do drink. Now that father probably drinks as well. And he probably does have a drink in front of his children. Is that okay that he's allowed to do that, but a rugby player's not? What? At the end of the day, a rugby player or a, a sports star or a film star or whatever they are at the top of their field, at the end of the day, they're just human beings. They, they do have feelings, they do have pitfalls, they will make mistakes, they won't make mistakes. They're not going to be this perfect character that we perceive them to be. And it touches back on a couple of episodes ago, or maybe one episode ago, where we said the word role model. He is a role model for his rugby ability. He's not a role model for his character off the rugby pitch. He's not a role model of how to be a person outside of rugby. He's a role model for his rugby ability. And I just think it, it, sort of, it was a bugbear of mine. I, I particularly enjoyed the interview because it was quite refreshing to see some a character. You know, we're always saying we need characters in the game or characters in sport. And he is a character and it was refreshing to see an interview like that. Yeah, um, and I agree. I think in any sport, when you, when you hear an interview uh, kind of post-match or post fight or whatever it's always good to um, hear something different rather than the same old yeah I thought we could have done this better I thought we did that yeah, yeah. oh it was down to this it's down to that it's good when you hear something different I always remember the the boxer who uh, I can't perceive his name kind of is out of my head but who said about what he was going to do to his missus oh, after the fight yeah, <laughs> and it like yeah. it went massive but it was it was funny you know it, it was good and it was something different and I it think went, his went, last name was Thompson or something and yeah. it was good you know out there I, you go back you talk about Conor McGregor who said he'd like to take the time to apologise to absolutely nobody, nobody you know <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's just it's good it's good to and I know this was nowhere near on that level he just had a drink of beer but it, they were naturally were to see him in his own I'm not going to say habitat because he's not an animal oh. but in his own kind of how he should be after the game he should be able to have a beer if they want an interview where it's going to be structured and, and all this kind of thing give him an hour to get a shower to come down off of you know the level he's at um, to kind of settle and have a shower and get his clobber on and, and be ready to, to give that interview not straight off at rugby field where he's put his body on the line for 80 minutes and he and he's still hyped up you know it's wrong to complain about that you can't expect that of a player or of any sportsman just to be able to go to switch from being in game mode to being into there I am I'm going to give you or, or should we expect that now though should we, of, of sports people or positions say for instance um, I don't know movie stars or whatever Especially sports stars, we'll talk about it because it's probably our bread and butter. Yeah. Do we now then, when you are a professional athlete, do do you have to be like that? Just 
do we do we want them to become robots is and should you be responsible for that like as a it's part of your role as a professional athlete you must conduct yourself in a in a manner that is expected at all times i think they're given I mean, I, they're given training now aren't they as well yeah, the ones that they're very uh, they're very elite are given this kind of media training how to deal with things but still they slip up you know the cricketer is it stokes yeah who, who you know has done so well for england and uh, i mean thought he were a legend and this and then you know he reacted to something somebody said and he had they after had to write an apology like yeah were he really sorry i bet he won i bet he wasn't sorry because i bet he meant every word he said at that moment in time when somebody's giving him it and you've you know you're doing your best and somebody's giving you that he'll have said it and he'll have had to but he's had to apologize because it wouldn't look good on him, you know. It, uh, it, and on his image. Yeah, on his image, and it's not, it's not fair that they, sportsmen, athletes, they're still human. They still yeah. have have a have a switch the same as every other person. And sometimes they've got to be excused for not being perfect because nobody's perfect. No, nobody is perfect. We'll all make mistakes. Um, we'll all have a probably, you know, a drink of beer every now and again in front of our kids, and then that's up to us as a parent to educate isn't it to educate your children and around that stuff um but i want my kids growing up watching sports stars for their sporting ability and what they do well on the field yeah. i don't particularly want them to grow up to be like that person off the field because they are just human beings they're not role models all time all around for my kids they're not role models of how to behave in society or how to talk people that's my job as a parent but when they're on tv and my child likes a particular sportsman i want them to look at that sportsman and see how they play and then be a role model in that sporting sense not how to live your life because let's not forget they'll face more extreme pressures than probably what we'll ever face in our lives in in terms of you know not being able to live a, a normal life away from the game that they play and they, are, they have to accept that, don't they? Whether they want to accept it or they don't, that's one of the pitfalls for being an elite athlete. Yeah. Like, you know, normality will come when the day you retire because everybody will forget about you. Um, and so then that's when they can have a normal life, I suppose, and that's what they have to accept that. But they don't have to accept is someone having a go at them for not given an interview the way that that person thinks that they should have given an interview. Um, yeah, so that was just a little bugbear of mine. Um, but, yeah, England got the win. He scored a try, the winning try. Everybody should be happy, shouldn't they? Not, okay. not talking about an, uh, an interview that is given after the match. Just worry about the win and what, you know, England are back on track in, in the Six Nations. Worry about what he does on the field. On the field, yeah, not off it. Who cares about his interview? But anyway, that's a, a different one. Um, anything that's annoyed Nigel doing or anything that you want to quickly talk about? No, mate, there's, there's always... There's always little things, but I think if I start going on a tangent about <laughs> any other topics, we'll be here till... Uh, seven o'clock. Till seven o'clock for another hour, so... Um, it's, it's been a short and sharp one, you know. We've, as you said at start, you know, we've we've grabbed half an hour to do to do this podcast, and as we always said from the very beginning, and we'll always say is, we're it's about us two yeah. blokes talking and and kind of having our views, and 
we don't get to do this kind of stuff on a on a day-to-day -day basis even though we work together so it's always good for us to grab half an hour and we do this for us as much as we do it for it to be a podcast so um it's it's adding it's diverse isn't it we're yeah, yeah. sticking out there we sat in my car storm care has made an appearance yeah. while we've been sat here well, we have got some steamy windows so <laughs> we're gonna get windows. some funny looks but um yeah we'll, we'll wrap it up there uh, first though i must before we end this podcast i need to apologize on an incorrect fact about they put a man on the moon before they invented a colour TV. Now, that is factually incorrect. I think <laughs> the colour TV was invented in the 1930s and the BBC did a full broadcast on BBC Two in colour in 1969, the same year as the moon landing. So, you know, just to add weight to my topic, the BBC had just put out a full colour that they were broadcasting in colour now the same year that they had all this technology to put a man to the moon. So I'll just put some perspective on that. Mm. So, yeah. Interesting. Did, didn't really happen, did it? The moon landing, let's be honest. But anyway. Probably still have. Probably still never has. And when, will it ever? And then... It's all talk. And is the earth round? Ooh. Ooh. You never Ooh. know. But no, um, um, it's, uh, it's it's another one from us. Uh, like I say, a bit, bit of a shorter one. But um, please do. We, we'll plug this kind of every single time. Please get in touch with us um, on his Instagram, um, at the two blocks talking, which is at... Uh, TTPTB um, or on Twitter which is at Blokes2 um, yeah. and then we've got an email address and the offer still stands if you do email us or leave us your email address and reach out to us uh, which is the two blokes talking at yahoo.com um, we will send you a certificate but you'll have to print it out yourself but it will be <laughs> the two blokes talking <laughs> podcast certificate that I will send you um, luckily I've not had to make any yet because no one's got in touch. Be the first, you never know. We might even put one of, or one of whatever, or first edition, or you are number one to receive the certificate. We'll so authenticity <laughs> for you, we won't sign it, someone might steal our signature and off we go, but we'll put our names to it. All right, thanks for listening. Um, hope you have a great week. Uh, until next time, see you later. See you later.